Welcome back to another episode of Connected on Relay FM. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Backblaze, online backup made easy, and Igloo, an internet you'll actually like. My name is Mike Hurley. Today I'm joined by Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hey, Mike. And Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. Hey, boys. Guys, it's another episode of our favorite show. It's the only Apple show that goes beyond America. Yeah, I mean, sure. (laughs) We can make that claim. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Europe really taxes the hell out of ATP. (laughs) Uh, What's up? Welcome back. Well, uh, you guys know, um, I told you that that I have an IKEA kitchen fully set up at this point. I'm very happy. I'm very glad. And um, to my disappointment, I realized that IKEA doesn't doesn't have an iOS app. To um, have you guys ever ever uh, bought a, a kitchen at IKEA? No. So they there's not, have there's these, not an um, IKEA here. Actually, you have to go like five hours away to a a one in Georgia. So there's a they have um, a 3D uh, modeling pr- program for. Um, for web browsers on the desktop that requires you to install a plugin in, in Safari. And it's kind of terrible. And I was hoping that they would have like an, an iPad app or at least, you know, some compatible apps made by other people. Uh, but it turns out that such such a thing doesn't exist. And I needed to use my, um, my, my MacBook to sketch out my kitchen with the IKEA uh, browser tool. And my MacBook's fans were spinning really, really fast. And it was loud and awful. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But at least my kitchen is done, so I don't have to think about that anymore. You should buy a Mac Mini. And your MacBook Air, I think, probably only has one fan. But it's fine. Only one? I think so. Well, that's enough, I guess. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um... So let's jump into some follow-up. 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 Follow up. So <laughs> we got a lot of feedback. Brian Redman is the one that we are going to bless with attribution about. We got some angry follow-up as well. Yeah, I received I just, some angry follow-up. Uh, we have angry listeners? Yeah. I received a show about angry was, people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that email. You haven't forwarded those emails to me, by the way. I archived them. There used to be a podcast about angry people, but now it's it's, they shut it down. Too soon, bro. So Brian Redman on Twitter uh, links to uh, the K-Base, as you might imagine, about how to do the thing... What, what is this? What were you trying to do? Copy a logical range of data, right? Yeah. So basically, I was complaining that um, in I couldn't find a way to take a field in numbers on iOS, select it, and sort of drag down and just copy it down uh, the, the column. Mm-hmm. Um, because Google Drive does this by just adding a small button that's on the bottom of the columns, which is always exposed, so you can do it quite easily. Now, to do this on uh, iOS, you have to tap in the first row, so you receive, like, so you see the copy, cut, paste thing, and then you have to tap it again or something, and press like the fill button. And then when you press the fill button, this yellow box appears around the field, and you can drag it around. Now, 
I still maintain it. Okay, it's possible, but that is not intuitive. It is intuitive in Google Google Drive, Google Sheets, um, because it's just a button that's always just there. It's for, uh, yeah. It's a pro tip from the uh, Apple it's website. A, I would never have thought that like you would need to tap to re- to bring up the cut, copy, and paste dialogue to then press another button to then activate a mode in which you could do that. It just doesn't seem like a Intuitive, intuitive way no, of doing it. It's, it's not. Way. It's not at all. And the entire actually, the, the entire copy and paste system needs to be uh, revamped eventually. Uh, it was first designed in 2010, and you know uh, things have changed quite a bit around uh, iOS apps and you know interaction with different extensions and widgets and stuff. And we're still stuck with the same copy and paste menu of uh, four years ago and you know developers cannot tap into that menu uh, only Apple can do stuff uh, developers can can have some limited controls that they can add but they cannot really build for for instance extensions into that menu and I guess they also the whole text selection mechanism on iOS um, is one of my my major limitations when I try to work on the iPad without using a keyboard because selecting text on iOS, especially when it comes to selecting text that uh, spans multiple paragraphs and lines, uh, that's always cumbersome. And um, this example in, in numbers and, and Google Sheets is just uh, one instance of a, of, a, of a system that I think it's uh, grow, growing a bit stale, you know? Yeah, because I mean they're doing like like this interaction here. They're trying to do more in the interface than you know what they initially brought up, you know brought it into the world needing to do. Like the you can replace and define and like it's all great, but it it's really feeling more and more like they don't know what to do with it. They just keep like adding things to it or adding things behind extra buttons. And uh, I totally agree that the the system needs a a good overhaul. I don't I don't know what that looks like. I'm not smart enough to figure out what that's supposed to do but i do agree that it is very frustrating to use if you really need like fine grain text control on ios so i wanted to just to just bring up quickly um something just about last week and etc i complain about ios because i love ios like i do so much work on it that when it kind of when it frustrates me or things seem weird or they don't operate the way that would seem logical or or intuitive i get annoyed by it because most of the time it does like ios is my operating system of choice like just generally uh, it's my favorite I, I like doing things on it more than anything else than any other platform but it's just when you come into these like roadblocks where it's like oh i don't know how to do this or this doesn't make sense to me like there are things that are hidden like like in mail, for example, like so many functions are hidden behind like scrolling views of the cut, copy and paste um, dialogue, right? That just seems like such a weird place to have like press this button to see more options. It, you know, little things like that. Or, you know, like I was saying about how rich text means that I can't very easily cut, like copy something from a uh, numbers, uh, sorry, from a Google Doc document and like paste it into into mail and it loses formatting and things like that so it frustrates me because it's so powerful but then when i can't do those things it it annoys me and and that's why i get upset about it copying rich text on ios is like the like the russian roulette 
uh, you never know if it's going to work or not. Yeah. You you copy some rich text in Safari and you paste it in mail and it keeps the formatting, but you copy in like pages or um, Evernote or, you know, maybe an RSS reader uh, and, you, and you paste elsewhere and either you screw things up and you get crazy formatting or you don't get rich text at all and you just get plain text. And that's always annoying for me. Um, I guess the part of, uh, the the reason behind this is that it's both Apple's and the developers' fault to implement rich text in a way that's consistent and that works uh, across multiple apps. It's just that it this feature seems to always work on OS ten and it kind of never does on iOS. So I don't know whose fault it is. I I don't want to care. It, it's you know it's something that's that's supposed to always work, like it mostly does on the Mac. And it doesn't on iOS, so that's uh, you know one area for improvement, or at least another one. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, got something else wrong uh, last week. Um, I mentioned that uh, the iPad sold less than the Mac, and either I said it wrong, or at least made it sound in such a way that what I meant was that the Mac sold more units than the iPad. That is incorrect. What What is correct is that the Mac brought in more revenue than the iPad for, what was it, Q2 or Q4? No, what Q? Q. That's a lot of Qs. Q4. Q4, Q4. Q4 2014. <laughs> so the last quarterly profits. Uh, so, yeah, that, there was that. I'm very sorry that I misled you, everybody. I didn't mean to do that. But it's, I, I still find the data point as interesting, whoever, no matter what way it is. Just the fact that the Mac made more money is just very interesting to me because I wouldn't have expected that. Well, I guess you could argue that uh, Apple has been doing a, a good job with the, with the Mac advertisement campaigns in the, in the past year, uh, especially the, you guys remember the uh, third 30-year um, anniversary of, of the Mac and, you know, uh, they, they did a bunch of videos. They had the crazy uh, timeline on the, on, the, on the Apple website. And, um, you know, it was a really, really good campaign. And in my opinion, it was more practical from, a, you know, from an, an everyday perspective than the Yourverse campaign for the iPad. Because with the Mac, they, they had this timeline and they had these examples of, you know, people doing their jobs uh, with the Mac and doing stuff that most people can understand, right? Uh, they showed graphic artists, they showed musicians and, you know, professions that people can relate to, I guess, architects, designers, writers. Uh, with the Yourverse campaign, they're showing people climbing mountains or uh, diving, uh, diving under the ocean, you know, just crazy tasks that, okay, are possible with the iPad. It's just that it's... You know, you don't you don't hear those kind of tasks on a on a computer every day. So I th- you I think you that- don't know what's on my to do list. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I would probably say as well that the um, the MacBook sticker campaign was also probably. I mean, I, I speak I'm maybe a little biased, but I I expect that that campaign was also very popular. Just because you don't like to put stickers on your Mac, there's clearly a lot of people that do enough that Apple deemed it. They they blessed my decision with a with an advertising campaign. 
No, they did. And it makes me sad. It should make you the, happy because I'm accepted. The uh, I, I agree with you, Federico. I think the, the 30th anniversary of the Mac, uh, I think it was stronger because it, it did show like the Mac had a real impact on a bunch of different in- industries, right? Like most notably education and print design and like publication stuff, but you know, made, made real impact and, and they can't either. They can't say that about the iPad and, and maybe they can't back to the conversation of the last several weeks, or maybe they feel like, uh, you know, the iPad, like the Mac could never go to these places that the iPad can. And so the iPad is like a superset of, everything the Mac does, but sort of in a weird way. Uh, but I, I do agree with you. I think that the, the campaigns aren't, aren't equal for sure. Indeed. We, it, uh, probably, we, yeah. Very, extremely important piece of follow-up. Most important ever. Would you like to explain Stephen, the, um, national, uh, scale tragedy that occurred and how it's been, um, yeah. It's been, it's been fixed. Fixed. Yeah, that's the word. So in Star Wars, if you remember, uh, they blow up an entire planet with the Death Star. And it's very sad, sort of. They kind of gloss over it, actually. Um, Star Wars. I never actually, watched Star Wars. I, I so. know. Federico. Please, please explain the stop, reference. Stop saying it stop saying in, public. in public. Why? Uh, is, that a sh- is that a shame? <laughs> Maybe. Why? I don't like sci-fi stuff. Oh my god, am I doing a <laughs> a crime? Well, you know, so, people get very upset if uh, uh what? Because I don't share the same tastes? Yes. For Star Wars. <laughs> Other things is fine. Well, I guess typically. people should grow up then, you know? Uh right, let's move on. Okay, so <laughs> No, I'm just saying if you don't if you, just because I don't like some, something that you like and you accuse me of not liking it, it doesn't seem like a mature thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Star Wars gate. Welcome to the internet, my friend. So, for real. So <laughs> we had accidentally done basically the same thing to Greenland with our show artwork. And uh, we got a lot of emails about it, and I, it kind of dropped off my radar. But we have it fixed now, and Greenland is now back on the map, on the connected artwork. It's on the site. should be in iTunes. A bunch of third-party apps cache artwork, and there's 100 different ways to reset it. Maybe you'll see it eventually in your third party app. Maybe uh, you won't, but it is there. I'll tell so. you what, though. If you, I mean, not because we don't love Greenland. I mean, sorry, Greenland. We really didn't. Yeah, it was do a, this to a, you. a mistake. But if we're going to get rid of a country, it would not have been Greenland. If you currently subscribe to the show in an app that doesn't uh, update the artwork and you ever see me in person, if you show me the artwork and it doesn't have Greenland in it, you'll get a, you'll get a special prize because you'll be vintage. A kiss on the cheek. I mean, yeah, sure, we can do that. So we're extremely apologetic to the the people of Greenland and to Federica. What? You guys seem seem really afraid of me saying that I don't like Star Wars. No, I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid of of everybody. I'm afraid for you. <laughs> what are they gonna do? I'm afraid for you. <laughs> Come find me. They're gonna dox you. <laughs> well, they can dox me. They will. They're, they're they can Darth come here. You. I'm sure we'll have a good time. Whoever comes visit me. In a Jedi costume. Hey guys, the iPod Classic made headlines this week. I had to check what year it was, and then I read the article. So this week Tim Cook was at uh, WSJD, which is like 
uh, the new Wall Street Journal conference, which is at the same time as the Recode conference, which I find hilarious. That's um, not weird at all. No, it's just, no, they're not bitter, I'm sure. <laughs> MED, guys, um, MED. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's, there's 52 weeks. We just happened to land on the same one. <laughs> uh, so Tim Cook was asked in the Q&A why the iPod Classic was discontinued, and there's uh, a link to The Verge, and basically... Tim Cook said the iPod Classic was discontinued because they couldn't get the parts anymore and worth designing a new one wasn't really worth it. Which I find, like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, this is not me, like, asking Apple to bring the iPod Classic back. Are you but, about to launch a conspiracy theory? No. No. But? No. But <laughs> if I were... Uh, no, it, like, <laughs> Apple... Like, Apple doesn't not do things because they can't get the parts, right? Like, Apple invented, uh, you know, they, they, hey, we need RAM for the next decade. Go build a factory. Here's $45 billion. Like, it's not that Apple couldn't get the parts. It's the second one that it wasn't worth designing a whole new one when the parts became difficult or, or, or you know. Like, I'm sure Toshiba was only making 1.8-inch hard drives for the iPod. Like, those things have gone the way of the dodo. But uh, it's just... Um, I was excited to see my little friend make the news again, and then it was sad that it was about his death. But uh, it's okay. I still have mine. It's still uh, clicking and whirring away. It's good. Do you want my, my iPod Classic, Simon? I, I bought one, remember? Mine's new. Oh, yeah, well, you bought new. one. New. Air quotes. Mike, do, you, do you want mine, Mike? Um, I can ship it to you. Put some servers music on it. If you put some of your music on there, yeah, it'll send yours. Then I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Man, why didn't we use one of your songs for the intro to the show? I we really messed up. No, we really shouldn't. I don't know, but I mean, I can still make that happen. No, it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's, it is not a good idea. A co-founder approved. <laughs> you say I'm changing so far, but you remember my name. You don't get a co-founder beta on this. <laughs> So yeah, so that's that's uh, follow up this week, iPod Classic, Greenland, and Mike getting things wrong. Pretty pretty average week. That just sounds like a really normal week. <laughs> you know, what Greenland we should talk is about? the only thing that the- <laughs> we we got a. So I guess the topic zero is uh, photo management, <laughs> <laughs> and then we are gonna circle back to let me guess, uh, music streaming services, and, and, then, and that's it. And, and then me and Federico can argue about uh, the iWatch. Oh, yeah, and Pebble notifications. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just going to sit in the corner and cry. Sounds like a it's solid show, guys. Just, just a typical connected show. Why not we not do that? And, Mike, you tell us about our friends at Backblaze. I would love to. So let me tell you something, guys. Everybody should be staying connected with their files, okay? Oh, Mike. And to do that, you should be backing them up with Backblaze. Backblaze Online Backup will make you feel safe in knowing that your files are safe and accessible to you at any time. I have been the guy that didn't back up. I've been that guy for some time. Uh, But when I poured a drink into my MacBook Pro, I lost some files. Um, Not a lot, but there were things gone from my machine uh, that I'll never see again. And the worst part is, is the realization that I actually don't know what I lost. I just know that things are gone. Um, I know that there were files that were not backed up, definitely, and I don't necessarily know what all those files were, so they're gone forever. You shouldn't be like me. You should turn to Backblaze like I have now. 
It's not just pouring liquid into your computer that can get you into trouble. Crashes, stolen hard drives, some sort of disasters, or just forgotten or deleted files can leave you in a sometimes sticky situation. The Backblaze app on your Mac or PC encrypts and uploads all your data and makes it available online and on mobile devices. You have complete peace of mind in knowing that not only are your files safe and secure, they are accessible on the go with Backblaze's Android and iPhone apps. I was very impressed playing around with Backblaze's app um, in my in my testing that I've been doing of Backblaze. Um, Federica, you'll like this. So you can basically you can access your the file structure of your Mac, and you are able to download individual files, and you can open them. It uses the open in command, and you're going to open them in other pro, in other applications on your nice. iOS devices. Nice. I was super impressed by that because I was kind of like it was like I was connected to my Mac. Like it was like it was some sort of network connection, but it wasn't. I was just browsing my Backblaze backup. You can get a risk-free, no credit card required trial by going to backblaze.com slash connected. That is backblaze.com slash connected. There are no add-ons or gimmicks. This is a full feature trial. It's the real deal. And after this, it's just $5 per month per computer for unlimited fast online backup. If you are listening to this and you do not back up and you're not using Backblaze, take my advice and change this. Don't be a dummy like Mike. Go get Backblaze. Thank you so much for to Backblaze for supporting Connected and Relay FM. You know, we picked uh, Backblaze as our uh, favorite best cloud backup service on the suite setup like earlier this year. Um, should check it out for sure. So Topic zero, someone has uh, someone has labeled what in the Google Doc? What uh, What is this? What is this video that I haven't watched? So somebody has somehow, I'm not sure how, basically created an app, which is a UI demo of the uh, Apple Watch user interface on an iPhone and how that would look. So, Stephen, if you've not seen this, just jump to like a minute in the video and you'll see what's going on here. Um, It's basically the tiny circular apps, like infinitely displayed, uh, and you can like zoom out and see them all in tiny, tiny dots and you can zoom in. There you go. And you can drag around and select apps. Some I have seen some people say that this looks fantastic and is the way that things should be. It looks fantastic. I love I, this. Oh, so much. Really? Yeah. Are you being I mean, serious? I don't want to use it. I don't want to use it, but it looks pretty. I think it looks, it looks pretty. I think it looks horrible. Wow. Oh my god. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to find your app? There is no I said organization. I, don't wanna, I, say I, don't, I said I don't want to use it, but it looks pretty. It doesn't look pretty. It looks like a At this point, he's just opening Safari over and over. Yeah, because it's the only one that got working, probably. I, I Well, one, bravo to that guy for doing that. I like the I like the anima- animation transition of like the circle, but that's all I like. I can't ever imagine wanting my phone to look like this. Plus, I just think it looks weird. Like I understand it maybe on the watch, although I'm still not sold on that UI anyway. Uh, but I can't imagine ever wanting to have my iPhone do that. That it just seems like a horrible, horrible way of navigating. Um, yeah, not 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 a fan. It's interesting. I mean, I I, I do think it's a nice interface. Again, like it, it is weird on the phone. It would not work on the phone. 
I don't think, but it is. Um, I, I think the animation, I think the way it looks is pretty. I do think usability wise, it's uh, no good on a bigger device, but no bueno. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like this, they're not bringing this to the iPhone, probably, mm. right? Famous last one. We words. don't like it. We, Mike and I, have decided that we don't like it. Yeah, they're gonna bring it to the Mac, right? Like you, you <laughs> use your they're mouse. Gonna replace, they're gonna replace uh, the Finder and Launchpad with no! uh, these uh, with these no! uh, thing that um, the circles a, and you know the uh, the animations. Uh, and, and, the, and they will have they will specifically say we made this for Steven. I don't want in the, it in the, in the case base. Nice. They the will K-base. force it upon you. Yeah, you'll Steven, be the only whoa. person that has to use it because you want it so bad. They will modify your Mac like the, like the NSA does for the wireless um, routers that they sell. Um, they will modify your Mac to to have uh, this uh, sort of springboard and mm. not the Finder. Mm. And you won't even be able to look at the library folder, so you cannot mess around. That sounds really punitive. <laughs> sounds like a nightmare, right? Mm. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't want to use it, but I do think it's pretty, and I do think that it's probably much better suited for the phone, or for the watch, excuse me, than than the phone. But we'll see. I agree with you, Mike. We need to touch it and use it before we know what it'll be like. But seeing this video made me think about something, because what this... The, my main reason for not liking the way this looks, especially on my phone, is there's no seemingly like standard organization to anything. Things just repeat themselves. You would not, even if you could organize in that view, you well, probably they, they repeat want to. because like dude made a YouTube video. I don't think on the watch videos things repeat. Things have placement, and I think they even showed in the demo that you can adjust that placement. But the, even if there is placement, which I don't remember seeing. It, I feel like that placement is not as ordered as, yeah, the, fluid. as the current placement that we have, and, and I quite like the placement. So basically, this got me thinking about the age-old discussion of how do we organize the apps on our phones? Um, and I thought I it might be a really nice time to revisit this because we all have bigger phones now, so we recently potentially had to look at re uh, reorganizing. Um, the other thing that made me think of it, so it was that, and then also I had to choose a new wallpaper for my phone, um, and I'll talk about that in a moment. So we have in the show notes for this episode, um, some apps will show it as an image, otherwise uh, you can you can click a little link and you can see it. Um, Stephen has created a size-accurate uh depiction of our home screens, including the phones that we're using, which is very nice. Thank you, Stephen. You've shown off your artistic work. You get a gold star. Did you guys know that people can find the show notes at relay.fm slash connected slash 11? I didn't know that, but thank you for letting everybody know. See? I'm I'm doing my homework. That was, uh, you were on the ball with that. Yeah, I know. So, what you can do, if you you want to see how big these phones are you can put your hand up next to your macbook screen yeah no, i'm just kidding just wow kidding. wow so guys can that? i so we call it tbt do, it, do i have to do i have to um talk about the home screen on my phone or can i use my ipad uh, no as, phone, as a reference phone. Phone. just phone no because you know I'm, I'm i'm i swear mike i'm not trolling you but i i restored my phone a couple of days ago and so my mike yes 
<laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. This is not meant to as a Well, do you know what you can you. do, Federico? You can look at the image and you're going to have to pretend. Yeah, we told you this was coming. So somebody that restores their phone during the time that we decided to do this topic and the show being, which is like 48 hours, you now have I to look have at an image. I have the same setup on the iPad. So... It's well, you can pretend, <laughs> okay? But if it's yeah. not like the image, then Why do you so sound bitter? Why do you sound so, so, so angry? Upset. Because we've done... We've made Why lists. Why is your phone bigger there. in the middle? Because my phone's the biggest. This is the 6 Plus. You have such an ego. Well, maybe I do, but it's still <laughs> a bigger phone. I have a phone which is comparable to my ego. So... <laughs> This was really fun doing this podcast with you guys. I'm just, I'm just gonna go. Why do you? Why is Mike? Why is your home screen a bunch of check marks? We'll get. We're to gonna that. get to. The, the <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the show notes, um, we have this image, and uh, basically we've organized them to apps we have in common. Which there's only four apps that the three of us share on our home screen, which is like the most prompt slash connected thing that's ever happened. Uh, and then we have a bunch of apps that we have and that two out of the three of us have in common. And then there's a ton of apps that Federico is the only person with. And there's only two that I am the only person with. So we're going to talk about what that means for us philosophically. Yeah. But um, let's talk about wallpapers first and then we can talk about. Um, yes. The, now let's talk list. about Steven using the weather app. It's not the weather app. It's not? Oh, that's Do you not look weather. at the. There's a Google. T- that's perfect weather. Uh-huh. The yes, icon is. is so... It's the, it's the same one. Come on, you cannot blame me. It is perfect weather. I don't understand why anybody uses the weather app and not just use the notification well, uh, center. Uh, I should say, guys, before uh, we get into this, I wanted to comment on the weather app. I never really addressed the, the follow-up that I got for uh, my weather comments. I was hoping that was going to go just go away quietly. <laughs> no, it did. It's not going away quietly. So um, I appreciate all the people. <laughs> I that, will um, not be moved. <laughs> I appreciate all the people that got in touch with me and um, shared. Someone sent me a picture of the... a snowy hill. Like in yes. my email. Hold on. Um, so a lot of people. Um, basically, the, the the main comment was that um, not everybody lives in Italy, and not everybody can enjoy the. I guess the warm, uh, generally um, nice weather that we have here. I, I get it. Uh, I guess I have um, a different perspective on uh, the kind of uh, weather that you got to expect uh, outside. Um, we re- I received a bunch of photos of, um, hey, I live uh, in this uh, part of the world and when I get out in the morning, I don't know whether it's going to rain or uh, to snow or to be hot or cold. So I need a weather app with the forecast on my on my home screen and I need to look at the widget. So yeah, um, people got to use weather apps. And thank you for your comments. Those, those were really appreciated. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. Um, it's just that I, I, I don't really use weather apps and... Um, also, I couldn't use the fancy uh, weather apps that Americans have, like Steven, with all the the, the radars and the animations. Um, so, uh, but thank you for the for the emails on on the weather. Do you go outside? I, I, have you seen my balcony? 
I have. Well, not in person. So but you ask me if I go outside. Of, of you're, kind of always, outside. you're kind of always outside of that balcony. Like, yeah, it's of. just that I don't don't need, you know, precise statistics to know whether I need to put on a sweater, a sweater or, or a T-shirt or a jacket or not. It's just that I can Nothing look, at all. you know, at the sky. Uh, but let's not get into the, the topic again. Um, wallpapers. Mike. Wallpapers, yes. Go. Go, Mike. So I had been using... Um, the one of the wallpapers that um, our friend and designer uh, Frank Towers had put together for us. Uh, I was using the analog one. Uh, but when I rotated my phone into landscape, it zoomed in too much and didn't, didn't look very good anymore. So I decided to start looking for a new wallpaper. And after some searching, I thought to myself, I want something blue, like my case. So it like it's kind of like how they do it on the, the C range, the 5C range, right? So you have like the same color background to the case. So I started looking through and I remembered about that like jaggedy blue wallpaper, which is one of the stock wallpapers. And I now use that and I'm very, very happy with it because it's like my it, it's like my phone and my case. They're like in, they're in partnership together and like it's magical. And it's like I'm looking through my screen and I'm looking at the back of the case and the case is all like jagged. Very That's an integration of hardware and software. Exactly. Only, it's, only it's, Apple can do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you control the whole thing. This is the collaboration <laughs> between teams. Uh -huh. I like it. I like it, Mike. But I dislike how like one password and Fantastical are underlined by the checkerboard pattern. Freaks me out. Well, I can't. Oh, now I'm going to have to change it because now I can't. I can't Sorry. ever look at it that way again. I'm, I'm here to I'm here to help you. No, that doesn't help me because now I'm going to spend like trying to get that right because now I have to get it perfect because I can't yes. see what it's going to look like until I already oh said it, God. and then it might underline another app. Oh, you've ruined it! You've ruined everything. Stephen that. Hackett, ladies and gentlemen, ruining lives. <laughs> Federico, how much <laughs> coffee have you had? Uh, Federico uses the default. Oh my God! Wallpaper. You can't zoom it in. <laughs> like a fanboy. You can't zoom it in. <laughs> and you gotta you gotta turn perspective zoom off. I have. It doesn't work. Well, blame Steven, your friend Steven, your co-founder oh. is uh, to blame. <laughs> so it took but me you, so you, long to settle on have, that one. You should have known better to go into a business with a guy that tells you these things about a wallpaper. Well I'm gonna I'm, now anyway. I'm gonna have to turn perspective zoom on. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, because but now, so at least sometimes it won't be lined up. You know, when you use the parallax, you can the device becomes one. You know, Stop. a single entity. What in is your that hand. voice you're doing? That voice creeps me out. It gives you a real sense of uh, understanding the placement of all of the. <laughs> uh, Federico, why do you use the default iOS 8 wallpaper? Because it makes me feel like I'm using a new device. Because it looks like the the, the iPhones that Apple has on the website. So it mm -hmm. reminds me that I have a new iPhone and I'm happy. I'm totally serious. I'm not joking. It is the best default wallpaper that shipped with iOS in a long time. Yeah. Remember how janky nice. the I was it the iOS five one uh, that had like the the water droplets? Oh, yeah, six. Ah, yeah. Six. Yeah, no, iOS five. Maybe five? six. Six as well, maybe. I'm six had um. It. Yeah, the, the the water. What um, was the one that made it look like you had a scratched phone? That was the original uh, iPad one. The original iPad with the with the stars. Oh with, yeah, uh, this one. <laughs> putting it's it in scratch. the chat room. That yeah. no, seriously. Um, I used the default one because um, 
it gives me like the idea that I have um, a new device and that I, you know, a, a new OS and um, yeah, a fresh you know, outlook on life. Yeah, fresh start, new season, you know. A restored kind of, phone. Oh, man. A restored phone. That kind of like, the kind of feeling, you know. Stephen, people are going to be so upset at you that you didn't clean up the status bars. I know. I, I yeah, I know. It was. So can we can I we talk about to Mike's uh, to do apps yet? Uh, no, I haven't yet. talked about my, my wallpaper okay. yet. Sorry, because this is very important. Because here's the thing: so we do every week on the Sweet Setup, we do like setup interviews, and for the longest time, we didn't put links to wallpapers. And every Monday, it'd be like, "Where the wallpaper come from? Oh, where'd you get that image? Oh, can you send me that wallpaper?" So now we link to them. So that's why we're doing this. Well, you know which my, uh, which kind of uh, feedback I, I get all the time. I post a screenshot of my notification center, and I talk about an app. Like today, I was talking about Peacock, and mm-hmm. The question that I got on Twitter was, hey, what's the weather widget? <laughs> like 10 people in, in five minutes. You got to crop those things. Uh, yeah. just, so mine comes... just like blanket all out, like with the pixelation, everything, just everything, except the one thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah because people then are going to think that they got to dox me because they want to find out what's behind the pixelation. <laughs> yeah, but then that, let, let them, man. Just let them. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. My co-host from uh, John Carey, who's a photographer at 50footshadows.net, from his Dust Collection, which is fun. He actually shot here in Memphis, um, and uh, it's one of those dust images. I like it because it's real, like, blurry and not in focus at all. I don't like wallpapers that, you know, compete with the icons visually. Like, this just kind of muted in the background. Well, like mine. Uh, I'm surprised you don't have one of those shelf (laughs) ones. I thought that you'd be all up for that. You know, I thought you Why were going to have a Mac I'd Pro. Be up for that. Yeah, how come you don't have a picture of an old Mac? <laughs> I don't know. You don't like the two of you today. <laughs> people, <laughs> I don't like it. People use photos of their, of their kids as a wallpaper. I do. I do for my <laughs> stop it. I do for my lock screen. My lock screen is my kids, but yeah, my uh, lock screen is a picture of my girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your my lock screen is the Apple one. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is Stephen are you not concerned that like sometimes you look at your phone and think there's dust behind the screen no because it's actual dust like if you did get dust there you wouldn't even know well how would I get so the four apps that we share in common okay. Slack group me drafts with an asterisk oh I know what the asterisk means and Evernote those are the only four third-party apps. <laughs> so we're so we're not talking about first-party apps. We also all share messages. I think messages is the only first-party app we all use. Mm-hmm. Wait, Safari, where, where do I find where do I find the meaning of the asterisk? The asterisk right above it. Thanks for exposing my my show uh, planning ideas, guys. So so the listeners at home though, the asterisks that you cannot see mean that <laughs> I denoted these applications as potentially worth further discussion. So I th- I do think it's oh. worth discussing why we have why we all have Slack and GroupMe because they do basically the same thing. Well, I'm going to get um, rid of GroupMe now. No, yeah, why? You- well, because we're not get rid of it. I'm going to probably going to move it off my home screen. I because I never use, use it. I use Slack for wor- day job and for relay talking with everybody, and I use GroupMe as um. My brother and some friends, we all use it because people are on like Android and all sorts of crazy things. And we use that as just a group chat over there. So that's why they're still both on my home screen. I'm actually considering putting the game threes on my home screen. That's 
gonna be bad for you as you I play it. Mike all Mike, day, did you day. see work at, the, work at home? <laughs> did you see the screenshots of the upcoming version? Yeah, and the Vine freeze. videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's too uh, many, so just just uh, follow Asher Volmo on, on Asher Vol, yeah. uh, on Twitter. I'll I'll put I'll put his uh, link to his uh, his account in the show notes. I use his, uh, Slack because uh, you guys forced me mm-hmm. to use it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After I suggested Slack to you, mm-hmm. so you kind of set made your own bed, really, because you you were the first person who told me that Slack was so great. And then we we couldn't use it because uh, Stephen used it for work, which meant we couldn't yeah. use it. Um, Before the the Mac app had multi team support. Yep, and now uh, now we can now we can do it. So we use it, and now Federico is the one that doesn't want to use it, but it's too late now because we're all using it. And it's really yeah. good for things like Relay or for like me at work because you can have different channels for different things. So like we have one just for connected. You know, we have one that's just about merchandise and like you can keep them private you can make them public like you do all these different things spoilers bro flexibility is good oh oh yeah we're doing merchandise at some point <laughs> probably really soon <laughs> so uh but draft drafts? Drafts. Dra- so, drafts is interesting so we obviously all have it and i'm interested to know what we all use it for because i'm sure i don't use it for the same reasons that you guys do so i currently use drafts as like my a quick note-taking application on the iPhone. So I have things in drafts that will always be in drafts. Like So I have things like a list of uh, future guests I would like to have on Inquisitive. I keep it there. Um, or But I also put in things like, just like quick notes, like um, if I need to remember a restaurant order or something because I'm about to walk up to order it or something like that. Uh, but So I have all kinds of things in there. I don't really use it so much for... Um, do you put something in here, send it to somewhere else? That's exactly how I use it. Yeah, that, that's why I, I thought it would be interesting, right? I, I do that sometimes, but that's not my main use of the app. Yeah. My main use of the app is it's a super powerful mm-hmm. note-taking application because what I love is all of the new uh, keyboard things that you can do. So like the extra like row of keys. Bubble text. Bubble yeah. text. Well, okay. I mean, I don't necessarily... Uh, Need that? I didn't even know it was possible, so maybe I can add that. But I have it for like quick access to Markdown stuff and things like that. Um, so I, I really like it for that. So and it has a really, really sweet dark mode, which makes me mm-hmm. very, very happy. So I like dark. Yeah, modes. I use it. I use it more as a quick scratch pad for um, information that I need to save quickly and then maybe um, take elsewhere. Because um, the kind of note taking app that you described that's Evernote for me for like lists or information that I need to store for the future for reference or, you know, like lists of, uh, lists of article ideas from my stories of or maybe links that I want to mention in, in our newsletter, uh, Mac Stories Weekly. I use drafts for things like I need to, I don't know, save the phone number that, uh, that, that, of, a, of a friend that, that, that I got a call or I need to save an address quickly or... I need to save a link into Evernote. And in fact, one of my most used actions in drafts is the append to Evernote action. Basically, I keep a lot of lists in Evernote and drafts is able to um, append text to the bottom of an existing note. So for instance, if I find an interesting link that I want to mention on Mac Stories, I keep a note in my Evernote called stuff to check out. 
where I um, append links of interesting articles and apps that I want to cover. Yeah, I should do that because I, I have like notes and stuff like that and I, and I do keep things like that in Evernote. So that would be really good. I might set stuff like that up. I'm looking ev- forward to when I quit my job and can really dive into uh, workflowing. Yeah. Federica, will you be my like my workflow czar or something? Yeah, I can be your workflow um, guru. guru. Yes, guru. Okay, we'll we'll go with guru. So like, uh, we, we can just have like an hour a day where you just like yeah, sure, workflow me. But uh, I'll Whoa. tell you, it'll be in Italian. That's that's cool. I'll get a workflow for translating it. Okay. Yeah. So another another user case for for um, Evernote that I that I started enjoying in the past few weeks has been um, uh, in setting up our new place uh, with my girlfriend. We. Uh, we have a lot of things to buy still, you know, like uh, furniture or like uh, stuff for the kitchen, for the bedroom. And I keep a list in Evernote. And every time we think of something that we got to buy when, when we go to, to, the, to Ikea, for instance, uh, I can open drafts and I just quickly type out the item. And then I uh, swipe to the left and I tap the Evernote action and it's saved in a shared notebook. That we, that me and my girlfriend, we we share on Evernote, and so we we can keep that information around, uh, essentially forever, uh, at least until we buy the the item and we check it off from Evernote. So yeah, Drafts is a really nice uh, scratch pad for me. Yep, yeah, I'm in between you guys. I use it a little bit for the action stuff and like. If someone is like rattling something off that I need to capture really quickly and I just have my phone drafts as much faster than Evernote as far as it, you know, getting started typing. So it's, it's sort of my, uh, I go to, so. Yeah. Evernote's really cool. I use it for a lot of business documents and, and I use it for mainly for like travel stuff and just to store things long term. I see it as like a cold storage for things, you know? Like email yeah. and stuff like that. So like if I get like a receipt that I need to keep and that sort of stuff, Evernote's kind of my yeah. place for that. Yeah. It's like a, a cold storage that you can easily search. Yeah. Uh, because uh, yeah. in Dropbox, you could keep around like PDFs or text notes. I mean, everybody does, but search is not great nope. for that. It's like, it's like a, a finder with cloud features done right. Whereas Evernote is like a database that you can search. And again, um, for instance, I've been... Um, doing the paperless uh, thing, you know, with the, all the bills and the, um, like the receipts for the furniture that I bought or like uh, I scanned uh, the manual for like my air conditioner and a bunch of other uh, electronics in my house mm-hmm. and I keep everything in Evernote. So when I need to look up some, like some commands for the air conditioner that I don't understand, I can just open the Evernote app and, and it's there and I can search and I can have like shortcuts uh, I can do recent searches. It's really useful. Cool. Should we take a, a quick break and then we'll talk about the apps that we have in common that some of us share? Yeah, sure. So I want a quick, a quick moment to thank our friends over at Igloo who build an internet you'll actually like. If you've ever used something like SharePoint or you work in a company or an organization that has some sort of corporate internet product, you're going to know what it's like to, to feel like you're working with something that was built in the 90s because it probably was built in the 90s. You're going to know just how dull and boring and unengaging an internet can be. You're kind of like dragging it along throughout your daily work life and just trying to force it to do the things that you want. You can never find the information that you want. It doesn't do anything to help you try and stay in touch with your colleagues and all this sort of stuff. That's where Igloo can help you. That is where Igloo is like a shining light in your workplace. Igloo does 
so many incredible things. And one of my favorite things that, it, that Igloo allows you to do is to create and craft a space for you and your work colleagues that looks and feels like something that fits in your company. So this is more than just like changing some colors and putting your logo in the top left-hand corner. What Igloo allows you to do is to create an intranet that is like a reflection of your company. So this is, of course, in the look, but also in the feel of how it's how you use it on a day-to-day basis. With Igloo, everything is widget-based and it's drag-and-drop, so it's really easy to, to build something and you can like customize your own pages and stuff like that. But the things that you can customize it with is where it starts to get really special, and that's Igloo's apps that they have. They give you the flexibility to change the structure and presentation of your internet. So this can take your internet from what it is currently to just being like content-driven and like just pushing information out to everyone in the company to somewhere where it feels alive with, with activity and conversations. You can have like forums and like blog type blog things. You can have micro blogs. There's comments throughout the whole system. You can at reply people within Igloo. Like they've basically built interaction methods which are used to the ones which are like the ones that we are used to using on a day-to-day basis in our social internet lives. And it allows you to basically work with the people in your company the way that you're used to working with them and you can talk to them in the ways that you want to. But you're able to also like you're able to customize and you can use HTML, CSS, JavaScript across different across the whole of Igloo. You can also make just some of these changes, including some of the app stuff, just to certain areas. So if you want to keep different parts of the business, want to keep their own private conversations and then have conversations with the wider teams and stuff like that, you can do all of this. It is incredible. This is just some of the amazing, just a small sliver of the amazing things that you can do with Igloo. And if you want to see how flexible it can be, go to igloosoftware.com because they build their entire website on top of the Igloo platform. Igloo is free to use with up to 10 people. So there's no reason you shouldn't be trying it out. Go sign up right now at igloosoftware.com slash connected. That's where you'll be able to sign up for your free account for use of up to 10 people and if you want to sign up further you can check them out they have really great pricing so that's igloosoftware.com slash connected thank you so much to igloo for their support of this show and all of relay fm there is just one more thing i wanted to mention uh we are currently across the network you may have heard it on other shows we are running some surveys at the moment this is to try and make sure that we are doing the best we can to find advertisers that you are interested in so if you go to podsurvey.com connected if you have filled out a survey for one of the other shows you'll see that all of the stuff should be pre-filled for you which is really nice so you can just click submit again um it's basically we just want to know some basic information that enables us to try and display some stuff to our advertisers uh, about demographics and that sort of stuff. You know, the average types of things that people need to go out to more advertisers. And, and also we want to understand the types of things that you want to know and what you like and what you want us to be interested in as well so we can bring you the best products and services around also if anybody that enters the survey will be entered into a draw for a $100 Amazon gift card we will not use your email address for anything other than telling you you are a winner of the gift card if you are picked at random. So go to podsurvey.com slash connected, fill that out, and we will be your best friends forever. So the next list, uh, I'm going to read through them all, and then we'll kind of pick a few to talk about, are apps that two out of the three of us share. So we have, and most of these are, shouldn't be a surprise, Fantastical, Overcast, Day One, uh, One Password, Instapaper, Dropbox, OmniFocus, Unread, Beats Audio, you can guess which one of us doesn't have that, 
editorial and tweetbot. Um, the one that jumps out to me is one password. Federico, why is uh, is that not on your home screen anymore? Because ex- uh, because um, yeah, because I um, a lot of apps are uh, using the extension now, and if I need to copy a password, um, I use uh, Spotlight a lot on iOS to find apps. And one password, I just need to type a one in the search box, and I launch it. So uh, I feel like um, because I'm not constantly switching to the one password app, I can keep it in a folder, which is called uh, work. So Stephen, this this raises a question that I have for you in this same instance. Why do you use it if it's integrated into Safari and you use Safari? Because uh, not everything that I have in one password is helpful in Safari. So I have a lot of things in one password that are, you know, uh, not just logins. And it's, uh, and I'm not always using that information on my phone. So I might be at another computer and needing to log into Dropbox or, you know, doing something where it's just handy to have. Um, It's skipping ahead a little bit, but the top four, so maps, time zones, day one and one password, uh, those were promoted to my home screen when I got my iPhone 6. And so these apps were all on secondary pages. And and one password out, out of the four is probably has the weakest argument for being on the home screen anymore. But uh, it is handy to have uh, nearby for things like wireless passwords and, uh, you know, uh, various PIN numbers and, and things like that that I store in there. So anyways, does that answer the question a little bit? Yeah, I mean, obviously I use it because uh, I don't use Safari, so... Which is crazy. Nope. It's not, it's not crazy when you use Chrome all the time on your desktop. You're still using Chrome? Yep. Can I ask you why? Uh, like, seriously? No, no, not, again, trolling or anything. I'm curious. Okay. Because so I, I used to use Chrome, so I'm really curious. One ma- massive reason at the moment is I have Chrome on my Windows PC at work. So I like to be able to use one browser where I can share the history. So it still makes sense for me to use Chrome. Uh, I have not tried Google Drive in Safari for Yosemite. I understand that it's old. People tell me it's better. Nobody it's, tell- it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. So I find my experience to be perfectly acceptable and works really great in Chrome. Everyone just tells me it's fine, which suggests to me that maybe it's not. <laughs> No, it works. Like it either works or it doesn't. It okay. didn't work in Mavericks. It works in Yosemite. <laughs> Federico's like, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's, there's I mean, nothing it, it exceptional about it. It just it works it, much better it, than than Pages. Yeah. So, it bam. <laughs> um, I was wondering why unread. So, which one of us doesn't have that? No, hold on. I I I had. I'm sorry, Steven. One sure. last question, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that when you go full indie and you will start using Safari on your Mac because you don't have to use a Windows PC anymore, do you think that you can switch to, to Safari instead of Chrome? Probably not. I don't really know why I would. Like, I actually think that. Well, one big reason I think I personally feel that uh, Chrome looks better than Safari does in Yosemite. Transparency. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like that everything is all in one bar. I, I like to have my my big bar and then the the tabs because I'm used to mm-hmm. it. I'm being I'm being uh, grumpy and old, and and I this is just how I like it. And, and yeah, I just that's like that's my that's my gig. Come on, 
And okay. I also like to not have to install too many plugins. I don't have Flash on my machine. I don't ever want to put Flash on my machine. Uh, obviously, I'm always playing Flash games. I'm not. I don't really know why that's why I brought, even brought that up as a point. Um, I think Chrome is really fast and snappy. Uh, I like it. I don't okay, really. Okay. Good I don't, answer. I don't Thank have you. a reason to switch to Safari. Like, so I'm just going to keep using. You don't have a, like a, like an incentive to start using Safari. Yeah, because the only the only like the only extension that I would really want to use is One Password. But I mean, okay, shock horror, everybody! I use Chrome to also store my passwords, so uh, they sync across uh, devices. Okay, I know it's horrible, isn't it? Isn't it disgusting? Okay. So plain text. I love yeah, the sarcasm. I, also, I love the sarcasm in, in Mike's tone. I know. Yeah, of course it does, Stephen. But I also don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, I just whatever. Like whatever. No, no, I get it. Yeah. You, you know, if you're gonna get to my Mac, you've got to know my password to unlock my Mac to get to my Chrome plain text passwords. Spoiler alert, it's I don't, I don't know what it is. Steven is a bully. <laughs> Long live the queen. That's my password. So, so two uh, of Steven, unread. Yeah, unread, which is really a question about why are you using DigReader instead of a regular RSS? Yeah, that, that's more my question. <laughs> okay, so basically I'm going through that phase, you know? Um, oh, no. That all boys go through. Yeah, um... I don't know which RSS service I want to use anymore. Dig is never the right answer. What difference? No, does no, it make? no, really. No, no, don't make fun of it. It's a really solid service, guys. Uh, I talked about this on Mac Stories a couple of times. It's actually a really nice app, and there are some really nice ideas in the in the front page of Dig. It's not the same Dig anymore. Like now it's a, it's a BetaWorks company and they have a team of people that every day they feature interesting stories and links and they don't, they don't do anything shady. Like they link, they link to the, to the original source. They, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an editorial team that picks the best articles from around the web. So on the front page of Dig, I discover a lot of, a lot of great stuff every day. Like they have a video uh, section where it's like, um, What's uh, the name of, of that website that highlights all uh, YouTube videos? Um, uh, uh, Stephen, you love this. Oh, Devour, Devour, yes. Devour. I love Devour. Yes. So it's, it's like that, you know? They, they highlight all this cool, interesting stuff. Okay. And it also works as an RSS app. And it's it was ready for the iPhones for iOS 8 uh, before many, many other RSS clients. So it had support for the share sheets and you could use, you could use extensions. Um, it has all the basic RSS features that I want, you know, and, and it's really nice. You can, you can sync your reading position across the iPhone and the iPad, you know, and, and it was a nice, a nice uh, surprise for me. But also I've been, um, you know, I used, to, I used to rely on Free Wrangler every day and I, and I love it. It's a... It's a really nice uh, RSS service from from the underscore that we know and love. Uh, but I've also been keeping an eye on Feedly uh, because uh, le- I think it was last year I bought um, a lifetime Feed- Feedly Pro subscription uh, when they were on sale. So that uh, basically grants me access to Feedly Pro forever as long as I'm on this planet, I think. Um, so I can I can try all the the pro and early features, 
and in the past week they they did a couple of things that I like. Um, they uh, shipped a new search feature that lets you search for uh, any keyword and you can use uh, operators for advanced search too and you can look in your Feedly so you can look into your subscriptions or you can look beyond beyond your Feedly, you can look in any website. And uh, they also stopped using the Feedly URL shortener. So now it, you know, articles that you share on Feedly take you directly to the to the source page. So basically I've been trying all these RSS apps. I still have Dig on my home screen because I think that a lot of people make fun of Dig, but actually they do some really nice things. Um, but I, I'm also curious to try Feedly because there's a bunch of apps that I would like to to try. Like there's, um, I think an app that Mike mentioned, um, Fiery Feeds. Is it is it possible? Nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah. No, you mentioned uh, rec- reconnaissance. Yeah, reconnaissance. Yeah, which yeah. is Feed yeah. Wrangler only, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this other one uh, that supports Feedly and it does a bunch of iOS eight. Uh, things that I want to try. Also, the Feedly app has been updated this week with a with a bunch of improvements and iOS 8 support. Um, and Feedly, I like it because like they're huge. They have a lot of users. Uh, they're doing interesting partnerships like with Evernote and Dropbox, and they actually have a business business model, which is to you know to charge people for advanced features, which I like. You know, I'm um, I want to try them all. I don't want to have any preconceptions okay. about RSS it's or important. Twitter clients. Oh, yeah, we're going to skip over the fact that uh, you're the only one with the Twitter app on your home okay. screen. No, no I don't want to skip over that. Because we covered that we, really well. We've talked about this. No, slide, you're back yeah. again. You said you were going to Tweetbot. You're back on the Twitter app again. Yeah. It's and, like um, drugs. In fact, okay, so let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's like drugs. Um, I'm working on this article from Stories about, um, you know, like, my experience with Twitter clients in 2014. Um, I've been taking a look at Twitter, Tweetbot, and Twitterific again. And I don't know when we will be ready, but it's uh, something that I want to to officially cover on the website because I feel like I've been talking about Twitter clients um, in the Tweetbot review, in, in the Unconnected, uh, in, the, in the newsletter, and now I want to kind of put it all together. And... Make it a nice article. Lovely. Yeah. So let's 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 dive further into the world of Federico Vitici's um, ridiculous home, home screen. Why ridiculous? There's some crazy stuff on here. What's crazy about it? Come on. Okay. Well, so let's just go through. Let, it. Let's just read the list of apps that only you have. Okay. Peacock, Next, Pinterest, Pinner, Nuzzle, Dig. Todoist, Sunrise, Dispatch, Quip, Clips, and Twitter. What I like about Federico's list uh, compared to mine and your lists is I think that there are more apps on Federico's list that either nobody's heard of or few people have heard of. And that's not a bad thing. I think what that shows is Federico is really in tune with the app world, as we would kind of expect. But it's just interesting to me. Like, next, I mean, people are talking about Nuzzle, but it just sounds funny. Uh, hmm. You know? You don't know what yeah. next is? I've seen it. The, the Apple bottom in the late nine. No, not that one, Stephen. It's a Nextpens oh. tracker for iOS made by a lovely uh, indie de- development studio based in uh, Switzerland, I think, uh, called uh, No Identity. Mm-hmm. And they make fine apps such as Next, uh, Listbook, and another iPhone app called uh, Yearly, I think. Uh, great guys. 
and next is just a kind of expense tracker that I that I want because it's got fast input. It's got a great UI. My only problem is that I'm having the um, the iCloud uh, bug in iOS 8.1, and none of my iCloud apps are syncing, and so I cannot use Next for now. So that's a that's a bummer. But I, I will keep using as soon as Apple fixes the problem. What like, about uh? I've heard people talking on Twitter about this, the oldest thing, oldest person thing I've ever said. I saw the kids talking about Nuzzle. What mm-hmm. what what's special about about Nuzzle to you? Um, it's basically this um, this newsreader that um, kind of collects uh, links that people share on Twitter for the past like two hours or eight hours or twenty four hours. So kind of if you if you've been absent from Twitter and you just want to know what people have been talking about, and this app collects all the links that are, that have been shared the most by the people you follow. And it lets you see, like, for the past day, here's what people have been sharing. Is okay. the article that everybody's like been personal, talking about. Personal tech meme. Yeah, basically, yes. Okay. And, uh, and it's nice because it lets you have, like, filters. Um, so you can, you can say, hey, I want to know for the, past, uh, for the past two days, for the past day, or for the past eight hours. So if you just wake up in the morning and you want to know what people have been sharing overnight, if it's not a you know football or baseball stuff or Game of Thrones spoilers, uh, you can you can find links in in Nuzzle. It's really nice. I, I have Nuzzle downloaded to try because uh, I saw you. I know that you've been speaking highly about it, um, and I also saw that Jason wrote a post about it as well. And I respect both of your opinions. So, and and the way you've explained it there, because I haven't really bothered looking into it too much. But that sounds really cool. Like just the ability to like just jump in and be like, "What are people talking about?" Yeah, it's, like it was a, it was really nice for me because um, when I was on vacation and um, at the end of each day, I could just open Nuzzle and say, I want to know what people have been talking about today so I have a rough idea of what's going on on Twitter and so I don't have to scroll my timeline to see all the tweets. I can just look at Nuzzle and I don't know if like there's been a big uh, app or game announcement. I can use Nuzzle to, to discover it. Uh, I also like that the logo is a hedgehog and I like that it's called Nuzzle. I saw yeah, it's, I just yeah, think that's super cute. Yeah, because, and because, the like guy, the, because the guy digs through all the links. Yeah. So like, uh, as you can see, nuzzles. there's a there's nuzzle uh, alongside dig. Wow. <laughs> what the cutest a, little thing. The last one I wanted to ask you about, Federico, was Quip. Oh, Stephen, you're going to learn oh. about Quip soon, my friend. You... <laughs> so, Federico, you tell him. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, see, Quip is the thing that you will start using soon instead of Google Drive. Wait, me personally? Yes. We'll, we'll see about maybe, that. Uh, maybe. I still maybe. haven't made my mind up yet. Mike needs to it's decide. Well, up to Mike. So basically, me and Federico are using it for virtual. So That's if if fine. if I it's decide adorable. that I also want to use it for connected, then you'll be outvoted, and then you can write your own document, and then we'll have our document. That's basically how it works. And all or relay FM. I always Quit. want to say that. So it's online documents. Document it's, editing. Um, it's a, I could look it a, up, I guess, but that's a lot of work. It's a collaborative um, document. Um, it's kind of like Google Drive, but it's different in that in, in a document you can have, you can put any kind of information you want, like besides the usual like links and lists, you can do spreadsheets with like advanced formulas and, and 
you know, all the stuff that you normally get in a dedicated spreadsheet app, only it's, it's done right into the same document. And it's got all these um, notifications, uh, uh, features that basically uh, tell you when people have opened the document that you're collaborating with, or like you can, each document has a separate chat, so you can send messages uh, to people. And it also uh, has a revision history that it keeps along with the chat, which is really interesting. So you can see what edits people are making. Yeah, and you can see what device people are using to make edits. Um, it's got this clean um, desktop view that lets you organize documents in folders, and you can have subfolders. You can pin specific documents to the desktop. So for, for instance, with, um, with Mac Stories, we have a Mac Stories docs folder, and inside there's a Mac Stories weekly folder uh, with all the documents that we use to organize, like the, the Mac Stories favorite or the Mac Stories collections. And the Mac Stories collections document is pinned back on the desktop. So when I open Quip, I can just tap on the document and I open it. And every week when, I, when we decide which apps to feature on the newsletter, we can discuss in the, in the Quip document uh, with, my, with my teammates um, the kind of apps that we want to cover. And we have a spreadsheet right into the, um, the, doc, the same document um, with uh, a list of uh, apps organizing, you know, columns and rows for uh, different app types. And it's really nice. Uh, it's got great support for each text. So even when you copy something that has formatting, uh, like huge error, errors or like other sorts of weird colors or blow quotes, uh, Quip tends to kind of normalize uh, rich text. So it keeps the links, the basic formatting, but it removes all the weird craft that, you know, like the junk that rich text has uh, usually comes with. And it's really nice, works on the iPhone, on the iPad, um, it works on the web. It's an excellent web app, and they also have a business model for, um, like, for businesses. <laughs> uh, they charge you this for is that model. Yeah, they charge you for um, team management features and stuff like that. Uh, really good company. When 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 you sign up uh, for Quip Business, um, they actually share a document with you. And they they talk to you in the, in the, in the chat, and they ask you for feedback, and you can put the feedback in the document that you share with the Quip team. It's cool. It is good. Yeah. It's good. It's just got some weirdness to it, like, but um, everything. Yeah, I think that yeah. yeah, everything has weirdness to it. But, um, but yeah, should we yeah. go through my list? Yeah, I wanted to talk about Wonderlist because okay. it affects me too. It's just not on my home screen. Okay, so let's talk about so the apps that I have um, on just on my phone are Foursquare. This is on my home screen, of course. Wonderlist, Silo, Clear, Dew, Google Maps, Launch Center Pro, WhatsApp, Chrome, and Instagram are all on my home screen that are not on either of these guys. So, what would you like to quiz me on, if anything? Uh, a, you have. Let's just count them. Yeah, so Federico, this is where you can ask me the question you've been dying to One, ask me. Yes. Two, three, four, five to do apps on your home screen. Okay, so Wonderlist. That's one question. Why five? Right, so Wonderlist. Yeah. Uh, me and Steven use it to track tasks for Relay. However, we don't use it as much anymore, so I'm thinking about moving it off the home screen. Um, so I am actually going to do that after today's episode is over, but I don't know what I'm going to replace it with. 
So um, Silo is a great shared to-do app um, that me and my girlfriend keep lists together in of places we want to go, places we want to eat, movies we want to watch, that kind of thing. So I, I like that. Clear is where I keep my own little lists and to-do lists and things just because I like the... I just like the interaction of Clear. I wish Clear had shared to-do lists because then that's what people I use. Do I use for uh, alarms and reminders. What I like about Do is it is persistent. It will not stop until you tell it to stop. And OmniFocus is where I keep all of my tasks. OmniFocus Except for the is, ones that are in all those other... Yeah, but they're not tasks in those because I, I can't share with you so in OmniFocus, right. otherwise it'll all be in there. Right. And I don't like to create like shopping lists in OmniFocus. And so there you go. Otherwise it would all be in OmniFocus. So my can't. second question was about Wonderlist. Um, because I've been, I've been trying uh, Todoist. I've been trying Wonderlist and I'm using Todoist now because it's got all these um, advanced features like I can use natural language uh, commands to add dates. And it's quite capable at natural language uh, support. And it's got filters and it's got all these, um, you know, you can set up uh, collaboration with other people and then you can, there's a syntax for uh, filtering down specific tasks and projects. And it's really nice. But I've been, I kind of want to try Wonderlist again because it's got support for the iPhone 6, which Todoist still doesn't have. And it's got a, an extension to save tasks from anywhere. So I wanted to ask you if you've been using the Wonderlist extension at all from other apps to save tasks quickly. No. Okay. Sorry. Nope. 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 But no. just there, a, me, me and Steven tried a few things in the planning of Relay, and mm-hmm. Wonderlist was the only one that we could, both, we could both agree on, basically. Steven mm-hmm. wanted to use Remember the Milk. I shot myself in the head. Uh <laughs> Uh, and then I, what did I want to use that you weren't <laughs> you happy want... with? Oh, hey, uh, Stephen, no, where's, no, the, where's the, the cow icon? Yeah, where, uh, is, where is little? Let me focus. Let me remember the milk. Okay. Um, y'all troll me. I use remember the milk successfully for years. Well. And, uh, it's still pretty good. Um, so Google Maps is self-explanatory. Launch Center. So it's interesting that it's not on Federico's homepage, but it is on yours. Yep. I use Launch Center for... A, for a couple of key actions, but so much so that having them all in, having one app that does all these things makes me happy. I use it to access my Starbucks card if I ever go to Starbucks. Um, I use it to <laughs> Starbucks. Hey, sorry, hey, sorry, hey. In seven days' time, I will be brewing my own coffee at home, and then in yes. a couple of months' time, I'll be grinding my own beans. So, whoa, <laughs> mm-hmm. whoa, nice. Uh, I use I use it to grab uh, gifs using the Giphy search. Mm-hmm. I use it to send send canned text messages, and I use it to access all of my frequently used Google Drive documents. That is my key use yep. for Launch Center. Uh, I have it for that, but it's in a folder on my second screen now. So I have a Google Drive document thing like a folder. So I hold down. I have all of the show documents that we have, the running documents for the shows. I have an open Google Drive command. Then I have our sponsorship calendar and our sponsor read folder. I have all of those like just with their own little shortcuts. That is my main use of Launch Center Pro is using the Google Drive actions. So I only have two that are unique to me. <laughs> and uh, which I found really interesting as we did this that I'm much closer to... I, I thought it was going to be closer to Mike, 
but Federico so far in left field, I don't think it's it's easy to compare us. I just I don't know what it says like about you that you're closer to us than than me and Federico are to each other. If that makes sense, that like you are closer to the closest to all of us. You're like you sit in the middle. No, no, that's the continuum of our relationship. That you two are on the end, and I'm usually in the middle. Right? Is that how it normally works? Unless we're talking about oh, how Max. dumb iOS is, and then I'm. Um... Anyways, so I love perfect weather. I wish they would get around to doing an iPhone six version here pretty soon. But a uh, really nice weather app, really beautiful, and I use time zones, which. I'm shocked it's not on your home screen, Mike, since A, you basically invented the app with Jared and uh, you deal with time zones more than anyone I know. I have it in my notification center. Okay. Oh, interesting. I have it on my Today View. Gotcha. So you just uh, flip the thing down. Yep, I see it. And and then if I need to know any more information, I just tap it and it opens the app. Yeah, I have like one widget in Today. I've really not fallen in love with that. So Can I say what widgets I have in my Today View? That's a totally different show. But it's only now like five. But then Federico has to say all eighteen of his. <laughs> we have to compare I, I again. Would like I would, to, that'll be follow up. We're, we're already long. That'll be follow. I would like to point out real quickly that you guys didn't even take the time to clean up your stars bars. Stop it! No, it wasn't me. I sent. I it just sent me. an image to Stephen. He just look at my his. screenshots. Look at mine and look at yours. Yeah, and I know. I, I'm just saying. I know yeah. you took I'll the put, time. I'll put myself. Uh, we'll put ourselves. Uh, on the, actually, uh, hang on a minute. Screenshot patrol. Hang on a minute. You didn't even send that image. Yeah, we had to. Steal I it had out to your go mail, through the, email. my email archive to find because the Max Stories email to copy and was, paste it, that it, because it you didn't send plan. it. You it were too busy doing whatever it is you do and not looking at show notes, Why which I still do don't completely understand because you sent us a message in Slack saying, "I'm out. I can't send you a screenshot." Was it because you wanted to clean it up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Or maybe it was because you just restored your phone and you had like just the yeah, official Twitter right. app. I think it was both because my home screen is a mess right now and because I, I, I couldn't clean it up. And, yeah, um, there you go. But yeah, I, I always clean up my status bars. Yeah, well, it's important. So there are a couple of questions that we should deal with. Uh, they've been talking in the chat room uh, that, Federico, you have the podcast app, the Apple podcast app. Mm-hmm. On your home screen, fanboy. Because Why? Marco, wow, fanboy, really. <laughs> you, you're using Apple, uh, Apple supplied. Hey, well, clearly I'm paper. a Marco fanboy, so you know, either or, I suppose. No, just because um, I really want Marco to make an iPad app, and because I, I'm fine. Because basically, well, uh, there's a, a little backstory here. Um, I um, I don't have a, a data plan on my iPhone right now because I'm switching to a new num- phone number <laughs> and I'm waiting for my new SIM to be active uh, to be activated by by my carrier. So um, I don't have a like people. I, I cannot call people right now. I cannot send text messages. <laughs> I cannot go on the web. I need to use my iPad for everything, and I'm using. I'm using personal hotspot and there's been an issue with my carrier because my SIM for some reason is still not active after two weeks. Two um, weeks? Yeah, that's weird. I, you should I get that fi- you should get that dealt with. Was yeah, maybe no, there was a I, fire at the SIM card factory. Okay, so um basically I'm using my iPad even more because that's my only source of um mobile connection when I'm not at home. And because I'm using my iPad, I'm, like I'm listening to music on the iPad and I'm listening to podcasts on the iPad, but Marco doesn't have an iPad version of Overcast yet. So as soon as Marco does Overcast on the iPad, um, I will switch back. You're in like, Pocket Casts, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just figured whatever. So, so you're like walking the to the supermarket with your iPad Air in your pocket, listening to a podcast. I don't see. I don't listen to podcasts when when I'm when I'm into the supermarket. Well, I, or I don't listen to music. I usually okay. talk to my girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. So there's some some big overall questions that we're going to answer, and then we're going to be done. Uh, and maybe you just did. But uh, why you don't have the phone app on your home screen, Federico? That that really oh, because I don't call odd. people. I don't call people. <laughs> I like. So, I I don't even like to be called. But some some sometime people call me, so I I I I answer. I just don't call myself. Okay. I only have it because there was it on my 5s. It used to be on my second screen, um, but I wow. needed to fill a space. That's really fascinating to me. I needed to fill a space on my top left, so I just put the phone mm. there. Mine is uh, where it's always been, because I make a lot of phone calls. Clearly, uh, mostly work related. Like bottom, it's all bottom left work. of the dock. I had settings in the dock until like wow. drafts four and people, every time I post a screenshot, people are like, why do you have settings in the dock? It's all the control center. It's like, because I do a lot of stuff in settings. So now it's on my second screen. I can't stand when people say to me, why do you have camera yeah. on your home screen? Seriously, why do you have the camera? Why do you have camera on your home screen? <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Because whoever remembers that. Me. How can time. you not remember? Yeah, but also having the camera on my home screen. Is also having like the photo. No, never mind. We need to have a workflow intervention. Oh, you don't have photos on your home screen? Yeah, because I have camera on my home screen. Okay. So So when I press the camera app, I just press one, tap once more, and I'm in the photos app. Or you could tap just the photos icon and go into the photos and use. uh, Yeah, but I like having the camera there. So if I have the camera, (laughs) I have both. I have both. Boys. You just like the icon. So neither of you make phone calls. No, I have a topic I, in my I back hate, pocket of why the FaceTime app and the phone app are separate. It's super dumb. I have, uh, I well, I typically never make FaceTime audio calls. If I ever make any calls, I very rarely, very, very rarely make a phone call. I receive Steven, phone calls. Steven, you got to understand that Mike and I, we are basically millennials. Yeah, we're millennials. We don't do phone calls. I'm anymore. two years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're not a millennial. You're just out. You're in you're just outside of that range. No, I'm not. I'm not Gen X. I'm, I'm a millennial. <laughs> No, I think you're generous. You don't sound believable, Stephen. I think no matter when you were born, (laughs) it doesn't make a difference. What is the idea behind our icon (laughs) placement? So I hinted at mine earlier. My setup is exactly how it's been for a long time, except I added new row of icons at the top because they're hard to reach, but I still need them sometimes. Um, What about you, Mike? When you went to the 6 Plus, you gained like five extra rows. So what did... uh, I had to like totally rethink everything because I started with a fresh phone, so didn't have a backup of which for my icons to draw themselves from. And then because of the size of the phone, I needed to like not put my most used app potentially, which is Messages, in the top left anymore because I can't reach it that easy. It's now in the bottom left. So I kind of just rethought things. I used to have like a whole audio folder in the bottom right. But I, now I remember I, that, yeah. Now I just have Overcasts and I, because I can also have Beats Music. Because basically I wanted to have Beats Music and Overcast at, at quick access. And I didn't have any space on my home screen. But so then the, when, bottom, the bottom right kind of working its way out is the most most used uh, Roughly, Yeah, actually. Yeah, roughly. no, no, it is. It is, it is. So yeah. that like that bottom, like the, that like, the bottom row, like the bottom four, and then uh, I guess that whole that whole bottom, bottom section. like bottom section is is the most uh, used. Okay, in the same way, the middle like tweet on my screen, Overcast, Slack, Tweetbot, and Reddit paper, 
uh, I use drafts a lot, but with the way I hold my phone is like drafts is kind of hard to reach, which settings was there, but I use drafts enough. Uh, it's, it, it kind of picked up that spot, not super heavy usage, but kind of the same way I hold it in my right hand, use my right thumb and it kind of radiates outward from, from there. And I can reach up to the messages icon pretty comfortably on my phone, but past that it's, it's harder. Just to... have you guys ever heard of the uh, concept of Feng Shui? Yeah. It's like the, the Chinese, um, yeah. theory of being in harmony with the, with what's around you. So uh, basically I kind of use that concept like to place the icons it's they don't really have a, a relevance to usage except for the like the stuff in the dock it's the apps that i always use the other apps they don't really have like i i put them on the home screen based on how nice the combination of the colors look right like if they have a balance so if you in this in a similar sort of way, I mean, okay, you, you have colors. If you take a look at my home screen, my apps tend to be paired with something else. Got the to do apps together. Yeah. So I mean, I've made some changes now to my home screen, which may need to settle in a little bit during this episode. I now have threes and Instapaper on my home screen, <laughs> having moved Wonderlist and Group Me away. So you've got like the chat apps are all together at the bottom. Um, and then one password, Fantastical and OmniFocus, they're like the apps that I get work done with. Um, I have my audio apps, they're on the like the right side towards the bottom. The camera and Instagram are next to each other. Evernote and Dropbox are next to each other. The to-do apps are all next to each other. Day one and editorial are next to each other. You yeah, know, I mean, that makes sense to me. I have them my, like mine's just, roughly that way too. They're just kind of clumped together for utility. Like, a, a lot of mine are replacements for the system apps. So like Fantastical is where calendar sits or used to sit before I, I added to, the row above it. That was how mine before uh, my before I changed to the six plus. That's exactly how I organized mine. Uh, where whenever an app replaced the Apple app, that it went in that place. Yeah. Um, so we don't have screenshots of it. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but the b- two of you guys have three total home screens. I only have two. Mm-hmm. What's what's past the home screen? So, folders. Yeah, I have loads yeah. of folders, and mine at the moment is just it's it's not in any real order because it's just still I'm st- it's still too soon. Like, and that means that this is now the order. But I can sit look at it and I'm like, there's no order here. Yeah, I use Spotlight a lot. My second home screen is folders. There's two rows of folders based on app type. So like media, uh, utilities, yeah. have a folder for all the, like the various apps that Mike and I use for Relay. And then three rows of like just apps that I use a lot, but they're not on the homepage. So like Instagram, uh, you know, Drive, Carousel, like, uh, but uh, it needs some work. Like I agree. Like I got my home screen kind of the way I want it, but not really quite yet. And the, yeah, I agree. Like after that, it's just like, craziness right now and now i'm making changes now everything's moving around yeah you get change that wallpaper uh, um kind of upset by everything so uh it's not in the dock but uh, what do you guys think like i feel like we talked about copy and paste earlier that the the organization structure of apps and the springboard is really dated like it's ridiculous that on bigger phones you can only have you can only see nine apps in a folder at once. Like, why can't a folder be Everything. four rows long or like four apps across? It's crazy. Um, I, I feel like Apple needs to address some of that. Like the the six plus especially. Like, why can't like why do apps have to start in the upper left hand corner? Like, you can't have a blank row or a blank spot like you can on Android. 
Yeah, drives me crazy. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think that you know being able to customize uh, the home screen will eventually come to iOS because it's it's one of the things that I think Android does really nicely. It, it definitely does. I think when they open that door, it's gonna like the inevitable complaint will be, well, I can yep. now put icons where I want, but why can't I have widgets? Right? Yeah, that's, because that's, I, that's where that argument goes. I mean, have you have you looked at you know there are some widgets on Android that are really really useful. Like yeah. um, I saw a tweet by Wonderlist. Uh, I think yesterday they they have a new uh, quick add menu on Android on the on the home screen. It's, it looks really nice. Well, the the Evernote notification center widget is the Evernote Android widget. Yeah, oh. it's the same. Hmm. Nice. But what one really cool thing you can do you can. Uh, like it's kind of not really like widgets, but kind of because you can also have shortcuts on Android, so you can actually make shortcuts to Evernote notes and put them on your home screen. Hey guys, we should probably switch to Android. I think we should, right? I think we've made a clear <laughs> enough a clear enough case now at this point. Uh, I think we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Great. Okay, so that's about it for this week's episode. We didn't put uh, links to all of the apps that we discussed in the show notes, but there's a link to a bunch and maybe at least the ones that we went into a bit more detail on. You'll find links to those in the show notes, which you can find at relay.fm slash connected slash 11. If you'd like to find us in other places on the internet, we are all on Twitter. I am at, at iMike. Uh, Stephen is at ISMH and Federico is at Viticci, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Um, I am a host of many shows on this wonderful Relay FM. Um, you can find this show and many of our other shows at relay.fm, including Virtual, which me and Federico host together. Um, Federico writes at maxstories.net and Stephen writes at 512pixels.net. We'll be back next week with episode number 12. Thanks again to our sponsors for this week, Igloo and Backblaze. Until then... Bye-bye. Arrivederci. Adios.